going to look at a passage in Exodus chapter 3, Old Testament. Um, we're, we're beginning a series called Change Your World. I'm really excited about this. It's going to be really fun as we lead into Easter. Um, and I, I'm going to kind of use this one verse as kind of our kind of little foundation, and then we're going to go off into different thoughts. But God tells Moses as he's going to set the Israelites free, he says, now go, I'm sending you. Now go, I'm sending you. You must lead my people. So they're God's people, but we have a part in it. Y'all tracking with me so far? So, so God has a people, God has a plan, God has a purpose, and yet you are going to be directly connected to that. You lead my people Israel out of Egypt. So right before verse 10, God would say this, I, I see their oppression, um, I see their harsh slave masters, I, I'm aware of their suffering, all of these things. God, God literally says right before verse 10, he goes, I, I've actually come down from heaven to the earth. I see it. But then God goes, tag, you're it. <laughs> I, I'm aware of it. I hear it. I see it. But you will do it. So when I talk about change your world, I think, I think so many times we're asking God to do what he's calling us to do. Yeah? So, so God goes, I see it, but you're going to go. Without God, we cannot... But without man, he will not. And I, and I, I think this series is going to be a little youth ministry-ish. I feel my old youth pastor coming out because as a youth pastor, you know, you're preaching to these young people, you have a destiny, you have a purpose, you have a calling. And then we get old and we think like, well, I guess it didn't happen or I guess, no. It, without you, God will not. <laughs> In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says, you're salt and you're light. This is who you are in the world. What does salt do? Salt brings preservation. It helps people to taste and see the goodness of God, to experience who God is. Salt. And then he says, you're light. You bring understanding, wisdom, the word, faith, illumination. Um, I'll just even say this too for, for some people who get nervous sometimes when I say things that are like, oh, should you say that on a Sunday? Yeah, because we're light bearers. I have to bring illumination where there's darkness because it, it's not going to get addressed by ignoring it. But sometimes turning on the light, you see stuff you couldn't see before. Yeah. So, so what God is going to do, he's going to do through us. I'm just, I'm just making a quick little point here before I preach. Um, so we see what's going on in the world. We see what's going on in our city. We see what's going on in our families. And we can be a part of the change. And, and, we're, and we're actually the only change. The church is God's plan A. There is no plan B. And so what God will do in the earth, he will do through us. So there, I'm going to talk about prayer in this series, servanthood in this series, giving in this service uh, series. We're going to talk about purpose. We're going to talk about literally just inviting your friends and family to church. And all of this is going to lead us into Easter. But, but today I want to talk about prayer. 
Um, and I want to I build your faith around prayer. Even, even out of the last six weeks of relationship series, uh, so practical and, 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 I, and I do believe helpful. And yet, what God is going to do through our lives will be birthed in prayer. So it's not just about like learning a principle. It's born in the spirit. It's not just about, okay, Jabin said to do this. I'm going to do this and hopefully it'll work. No, it's, act, it's born by the spirit of God. And so everything that God's ever going to do in your life, through your life, or for your life will be birthed. Everyone say, give birth. Any moms remember what that felt like? It's in, it's in prayer that we give birth to the realities that are on the inside of us. Paul, the Apostle Paul said, I'm, I'm, I'm like a mother groaning in childbirth that Christ would be formed in you. And it happens in the spirit. How, how is God going to change our city? He's going to change us. And how is he going to change us? He's going to do it in his presence through prayer. This is a praying church. This is a church of faith. This is a church that believes God. And, and I, I want to invite you into some things. So Acts chapter 12. All that to say, Acts chapter 12. That was the chips and salsa. Are you ready now to order? Are you ready to order? <laughs> Acts chapter 12, verse 5. So Peter was kept in prison, but. Everyone say but. But, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. I want to talk today about when the church prays. When the church prays praise. Father, thank you for this moment. Thank you for the time we have together. Speak now, I pray. Jesus' mighty name. Everyone said amen. 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 When the church prays. There is no purpose and there is no power in your life apart from prayer. Prayer is the difference between the best you can do and the best God can do. Prayer is the difference That's in your notes. It's going to come up on the screen. Prayer is the difference between the best you can do and the best God can do. Prayer honors God, and because of that, God honors prayer. Prayer does not appeal to God's reluctance, but lays hold of his willingness I don't know if you just heard me. I don't know if this mic is on yet. <laughs> prayer, prayer does not appeal to God's... I'm not twisting God's arm, changing God's mind, or turning God's heart. I'm not appealing to his reluctance. I'm laying hold of his willingness. This is something when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when you read the gospel accounts of the life of Jesus, this is what people would pray, literally, as they were talking to Jesus, if you're willing. And he never once says, yeah, I'm not willing. It was, I am willing, I am willing, I am willing. In prayer, I lay hold of his willingness. He is willing, and now I submit my will to his willingness, and I'm now able to receive from heaven. 
This is the power of prayer. This is the power of a church praying. This is the power of a praying parent. This is the power of a praying spouse. This is the power of a praying stay-at-home mom or business executive. It, it doesn't matter. When, when the church prays, we lay hold of his willingness. So when, when, when the church prays, number one, we pray in Jesus' name. We pray in Jesus' name. I don't know if you've heard, in the name of Jesus. Did you hear Omar praying this morning? Everything's got about the name of Jesus. We pray this in the name of Jesus. And you're like, sure. Maybe you don't know what that means. Well, let me just give you a few scriptures. John 14, verse 13. You can ask for anything in my name. Jabin, what should I pray about? Anything. What's like, what can I pray about? What can I, anything. Now, you may not want to bring anything to your small group prayer request. Amen. <laughs> Javen said anything, man, so I was just letting you know. Okay, maybe not anything to, to that, but when you're praying to God, you can, you can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. It, it doesn't mean that I pray my own lust, but it does mean that I lay hold of his will, his willingness from the word of God, and that is what I can, that's what I can ask for anything and receive it. Does that make sense? Are we, are we tracking so far? John 16, verse 23, at the time, you won't need to ask me for anything. He's telling the disciples, you've been talking to me. You're not really going to talk to me anymore. I tell you the truth. You're going to ask the father directly. And he will grant your request because you use my name. You're going to be a name dropper in the spirit. You're going to drop my name and it's going to give you access. You, you haven't done this before asking, but now ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. When I speak the name of Jesus, when I pray in the name of Jesus, I'm literally using the power of attorney. I'm, I'm speaking as if he was here. Because he gave me the right to use his name. Y'all tracking so far? Um, so when I pray the will of God in the name of Jesus, awesome things happen. When I pray the will of God in the name of Jesus, awesome things happen. Praying in Jesus' name is not an incantation. It's not a magic word. It's not abracadabra. It is a declaration of my dependence on God. It is an absolute, God, I can't do this without you. I need your name. First John chapter 4, verse 17, as he is, so are we in this world. Well, how is Jesus? <laughs> seated at the right hand. The Bible says we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. He's not poor. He's not in fear. He's not sick. Good, good. He's not bound. He's not addicted. As he is, so are we in this world. Not as he was, not as he will be. As he is right now, Jesus, at the right hand of the Father, so are we in this world. Not as we will be in heaven. So in prayer, I I pray in the name of Jesus, and I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. 
So, so once you understand this, you'll never pray with shame. You'll never pray with fear. You'll never pray with guilt. You'll never pray with condemnation. Here's why. Because you're not praying in your name. Because if I have to go to the Father in the name of Chavis, if I have to go to the Father in the name of Jabin, I'm immediately disqualified. Lord, you know I'm a pastor. Lord, you know I'm a preacher. Lord, you know I know the Bible. Lord, you know I know Greek and Hebrew. And he's going to go, yeah, but what about what you did Tuesday? And what about how you disrespected your wife Wednesday? And how about when you ignored your daughter Thursday? And how about when you were a jerk on the driving on Friday? And, and you were complaining about the time change on Saturday? And, and God goes, you're disqualified. Because my righteousness, book of Philippians says, is like filthy rags. I'll let you Google what that means, but it's not good. So I don't go to the Father in my name because my name will not give me access to a holy, perfect God who sits in inapproachable light. But when I come to the Father in the name of Jesus, I'm coming in his righteousness, in his name, in his holiness, in his redemption, in his blood, I'm coming hiding behind the name of Jesus. And now I can come confidently and boldly because I'm not coming with my pedigree. I'm coming with what he has done. Can I get a good amen, somebody? Come on, we pray in the name of Jesus. Proverbs 18 verse 10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And righteous men, righteous women, righteous people, they run into it. And they're safe. The name of the Lord is a place. Think about when the father looked at Moses and said, if you see my glory, you'll die. So I'll hide you in the rock. You probably can't miss this one if you... If you want to guess, but I don't know if you can guess who the rock is. Uh, if you grew up in Sunday school like me, just raise your hand and go, Jesus? And you hope you're right. Yeah, you would be right. I, I can't see God and live, but I'm hidden behind the rock called the name of Jesus. And now I come boldly to the Father. I come to the altar. I lift my hands. I worship. I clap. I shout. I pray with, with confidence. I believe I'm going to get answers. Why? Because I'm hiding behind the rock. <laughs> I take refuge in that name. So if you, want a, if you want a very simple, do I pray to the Holy Spirit? Do I pray to the Father? Do I pray to Jesus? Do I pray? You, honestly, you can do any of that. But if you want like a little simple pattern that might help your brain, to receive, I pray to the Father in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray to, it doesn't mean you can't pray to Jesus or the Holy Spirit. Don't get all worked up. I'm just saying, in general, I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. Woo, now I'm here. Now I'm behind the rock, boldly before my Father, in the power of the Holy Spirit. When the church prays, the church prays in the name of Jesus. Number two, when the church prays, we, we invite heaven. Jesus, can you, can you teach us how to pray? 
And here's what Jesus teaches them in Matthew 6 and in Luke 11. He says, when you pray, say, Father, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. We, we, we catch a glimpse of heaven and we now invite that reality into the earth. I want you to capture this because most American Christians who in so many ways, thank God, we've been, we've been impacted by the Reformation, but in so many ways it's been negative because most of us in the West just take everything as the will of God. Anything that's happening in my life is just the will of God. Well, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Where's that in Scripture? You're not going to find that one. Get in a car accident. Well, you know, everything happens for a reason. It doesn't. They were texting. That's why it happened. In prayer, I invite, Lord, your kingdom is, is not in activation. Your will is not happening. I want your will to be done. So the will of God is not always being done. The kingdom of God is not always moving. And so in prayer, I invite the kingdom. In prayer, I invite God's will. Where it is not happening, I'm asking it to happen. And in prayer, I'm pushing back hell. I'm pushing back darkness. I'm pushing back sin. I'm pushing back Satan. I'm pushing, I'm pushing back the evils of this world. And I'm inviting the kingdom. I, I'm, I'm, we're going to release a podcast uh, tomorrow for my leadership podcast. But I'm going to talk about how, how the Bible said that Satan arose against Israel and he tempted David. There in First Chronicles. He rose against Israel and he tempted David. And David was tempted, didn't know it was Satan, and did it. And he took the census of his army. I just want you to catch this. The reason I pray let your will be done is because if I don't pray, if I don't pray, I don't have a hedge against what Satan may try to tempt me with. So I just go, well, seems like a good idea. Let's do it. Just because it's good doesn't mean it's always God. Just because it's good doesn't mean it's best. Just because it makes sense in the natural doesn't mean that God doesn't have a better way. So in prayer, come on, so does everyone hear me right now? In prayer, I invite heaven so that I'm not operating in my own will or in the will of the enemy. So I don't just go with what makes sense, though many times it is the right move. But I don't just go there. I start in prayer. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. We look to heaven and we invite the rule, the will, and the plan of heaven into our world. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but righteousness. It's peace and it's joy in the Holy Spirit. When I invite the kingdom of heaven into the world, into my life, I'm inviting righteousness. I'm inviting peace. I'm inviting joy. If it doesn't look like, feel like, sound like righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's not the kingdom of God. And so I resist it by inviting the kingdom of God into my life. Give me a good loud amen. I'll keep preaching. Okay. So what you want from God is received through a relationship with God. And now my prayer life is the sustaining force my prayer life is the sustaining force for holiness, hearing God's voice, God ideas. Yeah. 
creativity, the joy of the Lord, an eye on eternity, freedom from worldliness, freedom from offense. It is the sustaining force for loving God, obedience to God, and passion for God. It's my prayer life. Where there is no prayer, there is no power. <laughs> Jesus said, live in me, John 15, 4, live in me. Make your home in me, just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine. You can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. How do, how do I live in him? Prayer. How do I bear fruit? Prayer. Can I bear fruit without prayer? No. This is, this is what God does. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says that we are transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Here's what the Apostle Paul is saying in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, saying if you'll look at Jesus, you'll become like Jesus. I look at Jesus until I look like Jesus. I, I look at Jesus until I look like Jesus. Man, I'm really dealing with this. Man, I'm really dealing with that. Man, I really need victory. Just start looking at Jesus. Just start looking at Jesus. And, and I look at him until I look like him. When we pray, we invite heaven. Wow, draw near to God. James 4, 8, draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Does, does this mean that God is far away? No, but it means if you want to feel his manifest presence, if you want to experience his presence, if you want to experience his joy, if you want to experience his peace, you must draw near to him. If, if you're married in here, you know that you can be in the same house as your spouse, but if y'all are fighting, you are very distant. I don't want to get back into the relationship series, but you could be at the dinner table two feet from each other and it's ice cold and there is a wall. <laughs> you're, you're there together. But you're not connected. Listen, God is with you. God's not going to leave you or forsake you. But when I draw near to him, he draws near. Amen. Amen. There is a warmth. There is a connection. There is a, there is a move of God that happens when I move towards God. Amen. Amen. Wow. I'm talking about change your world because this is how it happens. This is how we pray for our families. This is how we pray for our city. This is how we pray for our coworkers. This is how we pray. We invite the kingdom of God into our space, into our world, into our family, into, into what is going on. And we say, Father, this is not your kingdom. This is not your will. I'm in, in the name of Jesus, I am inviting the kingdom of heaven into this moment, and he will respond. Oof, number three, 
when we pray, we receive miracles. I'll have the keys come up. We receive miracles. Peter was in prison, but Peter was in prison, but the church prayed. And they prayed earnestly. And they prayed through their disappointment. Here's how I know they were disappointed because James had just died. How do, you, how do you pray for Peter when James is dead? How do you believe for what is right now when the last thing seemingly didn't work? And yet they prayed. And yet they prayed again. And yet they prayed earnestly. And yet they prayed with all of their heart. But the church prayed. This was happening But the church prayed. Peter was on death row, but the church prayed. Peter was going to die the next day, but the church prayed. This This is what happens when we pray. When we pray, we put a but up against the will of the enemy. Give me an amen, everybody. This is what's happening, but... Now, in America, we don't do that. In America, we go, this is what's happening. I guess it's God. It's not what, that's not what the church did. They didn't go, well, Peter, I guess this is. Lord's going to help you suffer well, brother. <laughs> nope. Peter's in prison, but they, they push back. But is a, is a conjunction used to introduce a phrase or clause contrasting and contradicting what has already been mentioned what has already been mentioned so this is this is the reality but this is what's happening but i'm going to disagree with it this is this is what's been going on but i'm going to push back on that this is what's been said but i'm I'm actually going to contradict it i'm going to contrast it I'm going to go the opposite way. This is what the devil wants, but we're going to pray. This is what the enemy's trying to do, but we're going to pray. This is what's happening in our world, but we're going to pray. This is what's happening in my family, but we're going to put a contradictory statement against the plan of the enemy, and we're going to push back with a but and say, you're not crossing this line. You're not going any further. I'm going to pray the prayer of faith in the name of Jesus. Let your will be done. And as I pray, the Bible says that the angel of the Lord was released into the prison. Released into the prison. Set Peter free. This is what happens when we pray. Prayer releases a but in our life creates a contrasting reality in our life. What's your reality been? Pray. Everyone in our family is an addict, but no one can stay married in our, in our family tree, but <laughs> my kids dealing with what everyone else's kids are dealing with, but life is crazy right now, but a little bit fearful, but not sure what's going to all happen this year, but 
I'm not denying what I'm going through, but I'm, but I'm contradicting it with prayer. I'm disagreeing with it. Devil, I disagree with you. And if we're not in unity, then we can't walk together. So I'm, push, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking covenant with the plan of the enemy over my life. And in prayer, I am, I'm saying, nope, I disagree with that. And I'm going to step into what God has for me. Prayer contradicts the desire of the devil. Prayer. How are we going to change our world? We're going to pray. Prayer releases miracles. And when you pray, you do receive. (laughs) Oof. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. I just want to go back. Just one more. Is any one of you sick? Well, sorry. That's not what the Bible says. Anyone struggling? Oh, man. No. Let them pray. Let them contradict the sickness. Let them push back on the sickness. Let them, let them, let them go against what, what, what has been said. Now, now, this is beyond sickness. This is any area of your life. Are you under attack? Are you going through hell? Is there a struggle going on? Is there, a, is there an addiction that's going on? Let them pray. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. I, I just want you to see what is happening in the in the mind of, of the apostle James. He's he's saying, Are you are you in a struggle? Are you in a battle? Are you in a fight? It could be any area. Could be sickness, but it could be addiction, or it could be a sin, or it could be a financial thing, or it could be a, a, a mental thing that's ha- it, James whatever it is, don't just give into it. Resist it. With prayer. So I believe it's a miracle day. I'm going to take an amen from somebody. I believe it's a miracle day. I believe Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe he's willing today. I believe he's willing today. So here's what I want to, I want to ask you. If there's anyone in the room that... What, what I just read from James chapter 5 would describe you. Maybe it's a physical thing, but maybe it's, maybe it's not in your body. But there's just something where you need, you need God's intervention. I don't just look at you and go, well, you know, you'll just, good luck with that one. No, let's, let's pray right now. James says, bring spiritual authority into the moment and, 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 and put a butt on that thing. And push back on that thing. So if there's if there's anything like that going on in your life, I need I need healing in my body. We need a financial breakthrough. Jabin, I'm struggling with some kind of addiction or some kind of uh, mental battle going on in my life. I want to I want to pray for you right now. So I want you to stand. If that's you, I want you to stand right now. If you need a miracle, you need you need the intervention of heaven. 
Hallelujah. Now you who are standing, why don't you just lift your hands to receive. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But the church prayed. But the church prayed. We pray now in Jesus' name. Pray for you who are online in the name of Jesus. If you're online and need something, why don't you, if you can, stand as well. You're in a correctional facility, stand as well in Jesus' name. <laughs> not in my name, not in City Light's name, not in a church's name, not in a denomination's name. In the name of Jesus, Father, we come and we, we hide behind the rock right now that is Christ and we pray in the name of the Lord, would you release your goodness? Would you release your mercy? Would you release healing right now from the top of our head to the soles of our feet? Would you reverse, would you reverse the assignment of hell? Would you reverse the words of hell? Would you reverse the will of Satan in the name of Jesus? Though Satan has come to, to resist us, he has come to to push back on us. He has come to discourage us, but in Jesus' name, we resist him right now, and he will flee in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for the angels of the Lord to be dispatched right now upon every home, upon every family, upon upon every child in Jesus' name. Let, let protection come right now. Let let that lawsuit be turned around in Jesus' name. Let that money be released. Let that money be released. Let that money be released. Who's got like a financial thing that's going on right now that, and you need that thing to turn around right here? Anybody else? Can I see your hand? Let that money be released right now in Jesus' name. I don't know if it's a tax thing. I don't know if it's a former employer thing. I don't know if it's a commission thing. I don't know if it's a lawsuit thing, but in Jesus' name, I unlock it right now. I unlock it right now. I unlock it right now. Thank you, Lord. Father, we believe on this day that we will have testimonies of March 13th, 2022, that, that the tide of the battle, it turned. The church prayed and something happened. I believe it's happening now. In Jesus' name, everyone said aloud, amen. Let's all clap our hands. Give the Lord the glory.